Welcome to the Daily Decision Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to men, men who are tired of chasing and finding emptiness, men who want to find true fulfillment in everything they do. In this podcast, you will learn to achieve success in the key areas of your life, physically, emotionally, in family, and in business. Remember, it all starts with a decision. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Daily Decision. I'm your host, Michael Chabot. I'm really excited about this one. We have an amazing person today. Her name is Monica Adams. She is the CEO of Montclair Zen Studio in New Jersey, my home state. Woo-woo! CEO of Radiance Festival, an international speaker. In all roles, she serves as a meditation guide, subconscious mind hacker, an intuitive life coach on a mission to help her tribe heal the past, create a powerful future, and live fully in the here and now. Monica, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, and I can't wait to jam on so many different topics and uh, serve your audience today. I know. So much fun. So much cool stuff. Um, So some other things that I dug up, which I think is really cool, is that you are a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. You also hold bachelor's degrees in sociology and communications, right? And um, I love this. It says, for our spiritually Mm -hmm. advanced folks is a master number 11 life path. Talk about that. What is that? (laughs) What is that? It's part of that. There was so many things. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's so cool. So, uh, so First, the really wordy one that you said, the neurolinguistics programming practitioner. Yeah, yeah. It's so wordy, but to break it down in layman's terms, it's I've studied the subconscious mind. And mm. so as a coach, I'm really able to help people heal their past um, and gain the lesson that they needed to gain, but leave the density, leave the trauma, leave that, that those, those feelings we don't need to bring with us. And the only way to really make those changes and make those shifts is to go to the subconscious mind. So neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, super wordy. All you need to know is that I've studied the subconscious mind in and out and, in, and I've helped people guide them to their own subconscious mind. Master number 11 um, is actually dubbed by a pseudoscience. Some people subscribe to it. Some people don't. I love it. It is numerology. So we could, um, find out, you can find out your life path number by adding your birthday, your entire birthday and uh, reducing it down to a single digit. But if it adds up to an 11, a 22 or a 33, those are considered master numbers. Ah. And so I'm a master 11 in numerology, which means that I am a master intuitive. So for me, um, what that translates to is that I'm, I'm highly intuitive and I'll see things about people um, without them really having to speak to me. Um, I'm highly um, in, intuitive. So it's like, you know, that psychic awareness, that feeling, that gut instinct. Mine is, we all have that, but mine mm. is like heightened. Um, so that is what that means. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Um, and I can tell you guys listening that I have had the pleasure of meeting Monica personally and working with her and she definitely fits those traits of the number 11 by far. Yeah, for sure. So I know we kind of jumped right into it. You know, NLP, I think is probably a term that I first heard from Tony Robbins right? He, he was the one who really brought that to the forefront. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's how I found out about it. And that's how, why I studied it. Yeah. yeah I went to Tony Robbins event and uh, met a friend who was at the same exact uh, Unleash the Power Within as I was. And I was like, what does this man know? Like he's speaking, playing English. He's not saying anything that we all don't know yet. I've had breakthroughs. I see everyone in this audience is having breakthroughs. What is it? And he, he said, oh, it's NLP based. So then I just hit the ground running, found mentors, studied this. Because I was like, whatever that man knows, I want to know. So yeah, yeah. Tony definitely um, a huge advocate and, and majority of the work that he does is based in this, in NLP, neurolinguistics programming. Um, is it too difficult to talk a little bit about how it works or what, what you do with NLP, you know, how, how you can, without 
I'm sure it's probably a long process, but maybe break down a couple of things, simplify it for us to explain kind of how it works. Is that possible? Sure. Absolutely. So we all at this point know that we can consciously want to make a change. Like you can consciously be like, I want to wake up earlier, but for whatever reason, day after day, you're not waking up earlier. Consciously, you're aware Consciously, you might know, okay, I just need to not hit snooze. I just need to do that. But there's something deeper. So I always say, we consciously, we have the blueprint at this point. We have Google. We know the steps. We consciously are aware of the thing we want to change, but for some reason, it's deeper than that. Mm. And so so NLP has allowed... There's, there's several different techniques to take people in, and this is just a very micro example, but it allows you to drop into the subconscious because the, the thing is, is every action we take has an intention, every single one. Mm. And so when you can drop into your subconscious and find out what is the intention, what is the purpose of me not waking up early every day? Why, you know, why is this? and you ask that part of yourself, you might find an answer that you would never know consciously. You might consciously be like, why am I, you might blame yourself. You might think I'm lazy, you know, but when you drop into your subconscious mind, you might find out that, you know, maybe you will, you don't want to wake up because when you were younger, your parents always fought in the morning. And mm. so you were associated waking up early with hearing your parents fight. So it's so much deeper. So once we can get to the root of it, then we can shift it. But so many times, you know, with certain, with certain things that we, we try to consciously figure out, yeah. we, we hit that block because it's deeper than that. And so we're, we're kind of just, you know, banging our head against the table when really if we get to the root, we get to the subconscious mind and we shift it, that's where lasting results happen. So NLP is getting you to the subconscious mind, many, many different techniques on how to get there and what to do once you're there. But that's what it is. It's getting you to the root. Mm, wow, that's great. Thank you. So I've heard, and I'd love you to speak on this, and, and I've heard that the first seven years of our life is really where our subconscious is programmed, right? 100%. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if, like you said, if you have things like parents who fight, or maybe you had a parent who's emotionally or physically abusive, or didn't discipline you, whatever those things might be, that's the program you're operating off of, right? Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to speak further into that, it's a hundred percent correct. And you can see, right. If you speak to, you know, for me, five-year-olds are just the cutest things. If you speak to a five-year-old, they're so free. They don't have any judgment. They are who they are. Um, But if you speak to a 10-year-old, right, Mm. they're, they're still a kid, but they've already made a, they already have their blueprint of the world. And you might try to still, you know, want to speak to that imaginative kid, but they've already had their programming. A five-year-old is a fresh sponge. And to go a little bit deeper is because when up until seven years old, you're in what's known as the state of consciousness of theta. So your brain wave is operating in the theta, which is that subconscious mind, which is where we go when we meditate, which is where you go when you work with an NLP coach. It, that is where the, your programming starts. And that's why I've bridged meditation along with my NLP because mm. you have to get to that state of awareness, that state of consciousness to reprogram it. So yeah, um, so any parents out there that have young ones, it's, it's so great to, to, to realize this and to continue, I'm sure you already are, but to continue to pour beautiful beliefs into them because once they hit eight, they already have the map of the world. And it's going to last, it's going to last them like their entire life. They're going to carry it with them. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I was saying to my wife recently, man, because our kids are, you know, the youngest is going to be 15. And I was like, damn, I wish I knew this before. I mean, you know, you do the best you can, but then when you learn like, wow, in their first seven years, that's a lot of pressure for moms and dads, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Well, and so you, you touched on it. Let's talk about, because I know that you love to combine NLP with meditation. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Can we get a little deeper into that? Yeah. So I think it's, it's so wonderful to know that we can have these different mindsets. And I think for a really long time, you know, more and more people are interested on their mindset. How do I have a productive mindset? How can I have great quality thoughts. Yes. Wonderful. But there's a step two that I think is so important and that is your spirit. Mm. You know, your spirituality is so important and that's why I've really bridged the two. And 
And really your spirit to me is that heart centeredness. It's that knowingness. It's that love you have. It's that gratitude you have. When we combine the two, we become more powerful because our heart is, is actually really intelligent. Our heart is now scientifically proven that it is an, it is an intelligent organ, yeah. just like your brain is an intelligent organ. And our brain, is, the way it computes, the way it has data is through thoughts. We are always thinking. But we, we give so much credit to our thoughts, even though we can't hold a thought in our hand. Yeah. But we need to start to now give the same amount of reverence to the energy we feel, to the feelings, to our emotions, which is how our heart thinks, which is how our heart is, is encoding and decoding and talking to us. And when we can combine those two things, your, your life will uplift in ways that you've always imagined that it could. Mm. Love it. That's beautiful. So let's, let's pause there for a minute and talk about I, look, what we're going through right now in the world, it's tough, right? It's, it's something none of us have ever experienced. And, you know, obviously there is some tragedy with what's going on, but I also feel like it's, a, it's an awakening. It's, a, it's a, um, a, an opportunity for us as human beings to connect with our heart center, right? And to really remember what's important. And I know you believe this wholeheartedly. I want you to talk about it, please. I think that's so spot on and so important for everyone to hear and to everyone to tap into because yes, this is real. And yes, we're not naive. We're not turning a blind eye, but that part two of like, okay, how did we get here? And what is the opportunity here? And on, with that, it's, it is our time, I believe, to, to recognize that we've gone as far as we can through our mental thinking capacity. We've built our society, we've built our structure through the mental capacity. Yep. And we need to now remember we have the heart and drop back down and see like, yes, things are crumbling right now. But when we rebuild, we must rebuild using both and mm -hmm. especially giving more reverence to the heart. How can we come together? You know, how can we, you know, be grateful for all the things that we've, we've done so mindlessly, like going to the grocery store. Now it's like, when, I, when we go to the grocery store, like how can we look at each other and, 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 and connect with each other and be yeah. grateful? And you know, beyond that, I really think that this is the time that we all came to shift, to, you know, mm -hmm. I think so many people here are such heart-led leaders already and, and, and have, this, have had this awakening, and now we're just doing it on a massive level um, so I do think this is spot on. This is what we came here to do. And I couldn't agree with more. I think it's an awakening. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I'm seeing it from almost a different view because I was one of those people always from the mind, success driven, money driven, you know, and you know, my story, I lost my daughter tragically. That was the awakening for me that led me back to my heart center. And it's, it's interesting. In, in all of the interviews that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, everybody, leaders from different industries, different walks of life are all saying the same thing. We need heart-led leaders. We need people to lead from the heart from, from this point moving forward. And, you know, unfortunately, if you look at our history as a nation, through tragedy comes greatness. And yeah. this is a moment that I think we'll look back on. And it's a perfect transition to talk about, I, you know, I did my homework on you. I did my research, even though I know you. And I, we talked about this before we started recording, which is the path to ascension. What a great mm -hmm. transition. Mm -hmm. And so explain that a little bit. Absolutely. So I believe we're all on this path to ascension. And really all I mean by that is how do we ascend from this? How do we, like you mentioned, like how do we reach that greatness from something like this? And I'm really called to share the fact that we, again, we as humans think we know so much. Mm. We think we know how this is going to end. We think we know how we can have a cure for this. We think we know how we're going to rebuild. And we need to real, and we think this shouldn't be happening. Why is this happening? You know, and we have to start realizing that if, when you drop down into your heart, when you connect and you realize that it, there's so much happening, that's so much bigger for us to compute with our minds that this right now is happening because it's supposed to happen. Mm. Regardless if we can comprehend why or why not, it is happening and it's happening for a reason. There's something greater at hand doing what it needs to do 
for us all to rise up again. And the world goes through cycles and there's been cycles before and we can look back to history not too far in our own human humankind history where there's been a fall, a collapse, and then there's been a rise. There's been an ascension. We've grown up. And I think of it almost like a triangle where our where that baseline of the triangle, where that that foreground is, that ends up becoming our roof. Mm. You know, we start to rise up, we start to ascend. And if you look at any buildings that matter, if you look at the the your your township hall, you know, if you look at a courthouse, if you yeah. look at a church, if you look at a temple, they're all pointing up. We are always, always called to rise up. And that includes our emotions, that includes our thoughts, that includes our understanding, and to start to rise up to higher higher vibrational feelings, gratitude, love, compassion, yeah. um, wisdom, and rise up to this higher understanding that if you are sitting in your living room right now listening to this, and then you start to pull your awareness to above your head, and then you pull your awareness to above your house, and you pull your awareness to above your town, to above this planet, outer space, you start to realize that, that you are a part of a whole. We're all part of a whole system. And as we yes. start to rise and see that grander picture from above, we start to realize like, okay, there's something bigger at play and I'm a part of it and it actually starts with me so the whole world can shift as well. Mm. So that's what I mean by path to ascension. And I think that, that this is an exact um, reflection of how we're all going to rise and ascend through this. Yeah. God, I love that. By the way, I love your passion. You're just so passionate. You know, and, and just listening to you talk, I got chills because you're just so passionate about it. And I love it so, so much. I want to talk about something, though, that's really affecting people right now, which is fear, panic, right? And meditation can really help with that, right? Yes. Like all <laughs> caps, bold, underlining. Yes. It is proven. It is proven that when you meditate, the part of your brain that is your, your little fear nugget. You know what I mean? The little nugget in your brain that controls fear yeah. shrinks. It shrinks when you meditate. It really? gets smaller. Yes. It gets smaller. Isn't wow. that? It's like, well, you know, and, and throughout the ages, people say meditate. Throughout, like, it has been, it is stuck around because it works. Anything that is an oddage is because it works. It's, if it could be corny, it could be, oh, I've heard that. I've heard, you know, you keep hearing it because do it, you know? And, and my invitation to people is like, please lean on me to support you because I know that the hurdle usually is that people don't know how yeah. and people get stuck because they're like, well, I can't clear my mind. I don't know how I, my mind is busy and none of that matters. Mm. Like I will, I've taught people who swore to me they can't meditate and they've, and I've been able to med, let them lead them into meditation because it's so natural. Like it's our natural state and we make it bigger than it needs to be. And I promise you, you can slip into a meditation so much easier than you think. You just haven't met the right person to break it down in a way that you can understand in modern language. And I believe that I can do that. I've done it with so many people and that's my mission. So meditation can really help this fear, this panic, these, these things that of course that's going to come up and that's okay. We recognize that. But yeah. once we meditate and we clear that, that part of our brain actually shrinks. <laughs> mm, that's huge. And, and meditating reduces stress within your body, correct? Yes. And the vagus nerve, which isn't that, does that go from the heart to the brain, the vagus nerve? Am I right about that? No, I'm not sure. I, I don't Sounds remember. Really I'll have to do some research on that. But, um, you know, it's funny. I discovered meditation after losing my daughter. And I was a guy that was like, ah, eh, meditation's for hippies or, you know, for whatever. And... Until I started to study and realized, wow, like some of the most, well, actually probably all of the most successful people of, of whatever industry, they all have one major thing in common. They all meditate. Every one of them. And so I think you and I, we discussed this. I, I found somebody who said, you know, what, what really helped me was like, she's like, you don't have to have fancy fingers or fancy music or anything. You just have to, you know, do this, this, and this. And it's helped me tremendously. And maybe before we end this interview, you could do maybe like a five minute little guided meditation that people could use at home, you know, to yeah, help them. Absolutely. Because um, yes. I've had the pleasure of working with you and doing some guided meditation and you're absolutely amazing. 
So um, maybe towards the end, we'll do that if you're, if you're cool with that. Let's do it. I would love that. That'd be amazing. Cause that's the thing too, is that, you know, we could talk about it, but once you do it, then you're like, Oh, got it. (laughs) It's all another thing to feel and do something than to, you know, it's like someone saying, get on the treadmill and run. And this is how it works. You turn on the button, you're going to move your feet, but then you get on the treadmill and run and you're like, Oh, that like, it's a whole nother thing. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, I personally, and I've talked about this in some of my other episodes on my other podcast, My Journey to Hope, which is I've had some some visions while meditating. I've had some amazing, really cool experiences that I would have never thought. So meditation is is so key. Um, all right. So, which is actually perfect. In doing my research, I know you have, you know, on one of your sites, it says some people have dubbed you a miracle worker. Let's talk about some of the successes that maybe people have had with you in, in meditating, um, just so my listeners can hear about the power that it can do for them in their lives. Yeah, I'll, I'll share one. And um, my invitation for people when I share these stories is one that, that these are real people's experiences. So mm. feel the words, less of the stories. Yeah. I'll give two examples. And two, um, before I dive into this, just to preframe, meditation allows us to kind of quantum leap over our logical mind of like it's step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, and allows us to see that it's step one, step two, and it got you to step eight way faster because our heart knows how to get there and quantum leap. So when you meditate, things align that you, you things sync up, things synchronicity start to happen that you would have never been able to force or make happen. Mm. So I'll give, I'll give two radically different examples. One, this is great for the people who are business-oriented, results-driven, productivity. Listen, I'm one of you. I'm, I'm like you too. I have two businesses. I totally love results. I love action. I love productivity. Yeah. So this is for you. So um, I, had, um, I was working with a company. Um, I can't disclose what company it is, but I was working with the company and they had me to come in and all this VP said to me was like, Monica, come in. I want you to bring my leadership team through a meditation. We're doing a uh, quarterly review and I think it'd be a great way to kick it off. Mm. She didn't tell me anything else. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you, you know, and I, and you know, I, I usually, I, I don't usually, I always ask like, do you have an intention? Do you have a theme? She's like, I trust you. Just come in and do what you do. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I went and uh, I led a heart-based meditation, which is one of my absolute uh, gems, favorite ones, works wonders. And so it was a small team. It was about six to eight people. We drop into a meditation. You know, I have the essential oils going. All of these people are big deal people. And I come in and I'm just like, handing out essential oils, leading them into their heart. Um, and, and that, and then I do some Q and a after, and I leave. So I'm all, I'm there for about an hour and a half tops. Nice. And I leave, you know, and she's like, thank you. Don't hear for her for, for a few weeks. And then she comes back and she's like, Monica, I would love for you to come to lead another team. This is now the end of the year. So this, mm-hmm. I haven't heard from her. And I'm like, you know, she said thank you and the whole thing. But like, I didn't hear anything else. Come back for the end of the year review, same team. And she's like, now, you know, we're going to go through the whole year. And as I'm si- she's like, but I want you to sit in the meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. She's like, I want you to sit in the meeting. And, and that way you can get to know the team, get to know what we've done. And they go on to present to me, okay, this meditation teacher. And if you saw me, I'm like five foot one, like this little girl, <laughs> like I'm a button. You know what I mean? So the, I come in, I'm sitting there. They are presenting to me how after that meditation, where they were, the numbers that they were are, and they were drastically low. They've never seen these low of numbers. And so they go to tell me the reason we brought you in was because our team was desperate. Our team was was shot out, didn't see the way, was losing hope. We brought you in to bring some hope back in. We did not realize that after your meditation, literally two days later, they dropped into their heart. Two days later, they got Google as their account. Wow. That's huge. And they, they are like, we literally attest that it was because of you. Had we not gone into our heart, had we not done the actions to get us this account, we would have never gotten Google as an account. I love that. Yeah. 
And now the results obviously went through the roof and they're like, you're our miracle worker. That's where it started. Like you are our miracle worker. It's the end of the year. We want to triple what we did last year. Take us through another meditation. I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. So so that's one for the people that are results. And the reason why is because they, and it's like, how do you know it was from you? The reason why is because when they tapped into their heart, they found a way to get Google's attention that was more heart-centered mm-hmm. than going after them in this logistical way. And it yes. works. Yes. I love that. Amazing. All right. So sorry, guys, with a little technical issue there. We are back and uh, we'll pick it up right from where we left off. Yeah. So basically to wrap up that story is they they – gained Google as a client. And they said that they attested that the meditation helped them get into that heart-centered place. And the way that they grew, got that account, got Google's attention, was because of a way they would have never thought through their logical minds. Mm. They went through a heart-centered way, got Google's attention, and they became an account. And so that's why you know it wasn't just like they gave the meditation the credit. They literally knew because they were tapped into their heart how to get Google's attention. So that's one result. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So let's hear the second one. Second, radically different, more of a spiritual phenomenon, if you will. So I had this woman, um, such an amazing woman. She stays with me so, so much. Her story is so impactful. So, and this wasn't even uh, like a small crowd or a one-on-one meditation. I was speaking at a mastermind. And so I went up and uh, there was about 100, 200 people. And I led a meditation and it was so powerful. I mean, I, uh, after the meditation ended, I literally told Adam, I'm like, you guys all went from black and white to color. Like you wow. guys just lifted up. And if you ever experience a mastermind or a conference, sometimes it does get a little daunting. It's so much information. So mm. I was midday and everyone almost like, literally like the, the blood came back to their book. Like it was just they were <laughs> like, um, afterwards, this amazing woman came up to me and she's like, I'd love to share my story, my experience with you. I'm like, please. She goes on to tell me she didn't, she almost didn't make it to that conference because it was the same date she had lost her son Mm. about three years ago to, due to gun violence. And she went on to say that she got, you know, she woke up in the morning. She's like, maybe I just don't go. You know what I mean? I thought maybe this would fuel me and I would be able to be with people, but you know, that's, that's hard. And if, I'm sure you can understand, yeah. you've, you know, losing a child is, I can't even imagine how tough that must be. And she's like, but you know, I made it out of bed. I came here. I didn't, you know, the whole day I was still a little funky, tapped into your meditation. And I, she said, I always felt a sense of responsibility because the day that he passed, originally we had a plan to take a family photograph Mm. but my husband got sick so we said let's postpone it and so my son went out that night and ended up um it was a drive-by shooting and ended up getting getting killed so she said she always felt it was you know her she felt a sense of guilt from that and she said through your meditation i my son came to me and he said mom i'm so proud of you I'm okay. Please go forward on this dream of yours. I'm fine. And I, it's not your fault. It was my time to go. And she got this, you know, I get choked up every time because she said, I finally got the closure I needed yeah. from my son to move forward in my dreams. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That brought tears to my eyes. That's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely beautiful. And you know, while you were telling the story, I thought there are no mistakes. It was his time. His dad was supposed to get sick. It's just all of that stuff. You know, I believe that with my own daughter, it was her time. She was called home because she had a job to do. And, you know, I always tell everybody, my daughter gave me a card when she was like 10 years old for Father's Day. And it said, my kids call me Poppy. And it said, all I wish for you, Poppy, is to not work so much and be less stressed. Right. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. And in her passing, she's given me that gift. I'm I'm not so stressed out. I'm not so focused on just making money and success. It's really about trying to lead from the heart. So thank you for sharing that story. That was beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. 
is. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I talk about the subconscious mind, but it, through a meditation, you can go to what I call is like the super conscious where it's like where, you know, the, the beings that have passed over, are lim- like you can access other realms of consciousness. And that's why we can get those closures from people who've passed through meditation. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful tool and we all have access to it. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, I talk about it all the time. Meditation has changed my life dramatically, dramatically. And, and there's days when my wife will say, you didn't meditate, did you? I'm like, no. She's like, I can tell. <laughs> You're stressed out. You're edgy. <laughs> like you're hangry, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all right. So I want to talk about, I've heard this word a lot lately, and I saw this also in your social media, which is, what is an empath? Yeah. So empaths are, are people that I've really um, more so recently started working with. So an empath, I believe everyone is an empath, but there's like varying degrees, I would say. So an empath is someone who feels other people's emotions very strongly. Mm. So I've even encouraged people to stop using the word empath and start owning the word intuitive, because I think that shows more of the power behind it. Empath can sometimes lead to almost feeling helpless with that sense, but it is a superpower. So, you know, I say everyone has it because if you've ever walked into a room and just felt like something's off here and maybe, you know, a few hours, few minutes later, you find out, yeah, the people that were in that room just had an argument right before you came in, or, Uh you know, when someone's, you know, when someone's off, like they're still, they're still talking the same, acting the same, but you're just like, Hey, are you okay? And they end up being like, actually, no. So, so that's an empath. It's just, it's someone who's really intuitive and can feel other people. And sometimes people don't know they're an empath and they can actually unconsciously, unknowingly do not knowing that they're doing this, take people's energies with them. And then out of nowhere, they can feel depressed or anxious or overwhelmed. And it's because you, you know, I use the term like someone, you know, dumped on you because someone Mm. you and they feel great they're like thank you for listening oh i feel so good and you're just like i don't feel so good anymore because they just unloaded so much baggage and because you're intuitive you without knowing how to have this shield around you you can take their energy with you and that helps no one because they didn't get to process their lesson and you're processing something that's not yours so i help people navigate this world a little bit because um it is new to a lot of people although people know it once I start talking about it. They're like, mm. yeah, that's- <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So a couple more things. I really want to talk about though, how to incorporate a meditation practice into your life. What is the optimal number of times to meditate per day? How long? Like what are some of the practical things about it? Yeah. Um, so op- optimal way is when you wake up, this is what I do. So when I wake up, I actually do some movement first. So for me, particularly, um, and it's not like a whole long thing. It's literally like one song long of like me jumping up and down, dancing, moving my body, starting to bring that vitality back to my body, starting to bring my um, heartbeat to be a little bit faster, bringing that kind of liveliness back then I go into a meditation. It's actually easier for us to go from like a peaked state and exercise like um, higher heart rate and then dip into a meditation than it is to just go into a meditation. But in the morning is the best time. Mm. So in the morning, get up, whether that's doing some stretching and yoga, whether dancing sounds like a good idea, whether it's jumping jacks, doing a little bit of movement for literally just two minutes and then sitting down and doing a meditation, the, most, the best way I find for new beginners is to place your hands over your heart after about 20 seconds of just that alone, of just you placing your hands over your heart, your body starts to flood you with serotonin and dopamine because you're signaling to your body that you're safe. When you're in fear, you don't have your hand over your heart mm. and you're, you're already connecting to that heartbeat, which allows you to bring it back into harmonization. So that alone, any time during the day, if you're starting to feel stressed out, just putting your hand over your heart can start to rebalance you. 
and then find things that you're grateful for. And it could be simple. It could be, you know, calling uh, a loved one to your mind, seeing their face. It could be, you know, you could be grateful for your blanket. You could be grateful for your, the food you're going to eat that day or whatever it is. Find something small and, and feel yourself with gratitude. And that would be my biggest tip, you know, and it could be for a few minutes. I know there's a lot out there about uh, how long and everything. But my thing, if we're talking practical, I just want you to start. I just yeah. want you to start. Because once you do it for one, two minutes, you're going to see that you like it. And the 20 minutes that you'll grow into will be, will go by so fast. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's funny, while you were talking, I put my hand on my heart and I could really feel like, oh, it feels really peaceful. Right? You just feel this connection. It does. It works wonders. Yeah. And so I was thinking about, you know, a lot of, I think for men, it's just more difficult to, to take on meditation because we feel like, I don't know what the word is, um, but I think it's so important um, for men and women to take on meditation because it helps so, so much. We have so much stress stored in our bodies, right? Yes. And -hmm. meditation really helps you shed and alleviate some of that stress, correct? Absolutely. I usually tell people, I mean, on this podcast, I went deeper, but usually to people, I'm just like, meditation's a stress reducer. Like that's why I kind of just, you want to know what it is? It's a stress reducer. (laughs) Um, Because that's exactly what it's doing. It's removing stress from your body. And I think you touched on something important. I think it's because, you know, men have been, been for so long, you know, man up, don't feel like, don't cry. So because that's been so ingrained to sit down and meditate and feel gratitude feels so foreign to them, but you're human. You know what I mean? And it's, it is important to do, and it's a lot easier than we make it out to be. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so there was a couple things I wanted, you said so much great stuff there. I just want to unpack a couple things, which is number one, it's gratitude, right? This moment in time is, is really showing us what we have to be grateful for, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's difficult, but there's so many things. Those of us that, God willing, are, remain healthy, you know, we have so much to be grateful for, right? We can sit at home with our smartphones, with TV, with our computers, read books, with our family members. Most of us are blessed enough to have a refrigerator full of food, a warm bed to lay in, a warm shower to take. Gratitude is really something that, and you would know this better than me. I've read a lot of things that talk about, you know, gratitude is really what helps you manifest more positive things into your life. Correct? Yeah, 100%. So speaking about um, gratitude, it's one of the highest frequency emotions we can feel. So that's one. So when people say like, like, high vibes or good vibes, like gratitude's how to get there. Mm. And then two, yes, you can manifest way more when you're in a state of gratitude because you're already sending out the signal to the universe, to the world to attract things back to you. So if you're already grateful, if you're already grateful for what you have, grateful for your life, then, then great things are going to be attracted to you and pulled towards you. And this is literally scientifically based. Like when you're in a state of gratitude, you are already thankful. So the universe wants to give to people who are thankful. It doesn't want to give to someone who is um, selfish or self-righteous or Mm. is not grateful or takes things for granted or takes advantage of people. It wants to give to someone who's grateful, who's coming from a heart-centered place. That's what the universe wants because the universe is looking for win-wins. Nature is a win-win system. Like everyone benefits from a tree. When we inhale the, you know, the tree is giving us oxygen, like the tree is also giving like a shelter to a squirrel. Like it's always, the universe is always looking, what's the win-win for all? So when you're in that state of gratitude, it knows that and it'll send more things your way. I love that. So that kind of ties into, you know, where you talked about, you had a post where it says your frequency is what you frequently see, right? Talk about that. Yeah, it's true. What you are thinking about is what you're going to see. Your mind loves to be right. So if you say, I'm going to look for all the things I can be grateful for today and I'm going to keep finding them, you will find them. And if you Mm -hmm. look for all the negative things, 
to see in the world, you will find them. So whatever your frequency is at, whatever intention you set for the day, whatever you declare, because we can declare, we can imprint our intention onto our day if we choose to. And when we do that, our mind likes to be right and it'll continue to stack those things that we set out to look for. And that's why it's so important to imprint at the top of your day because it's so easy for us to get distracted through social media, through the news, through even through people we love that, that, don't, that didn't do that, but they are influencing us now. So it's so important to imprint your day and what you, what you set your frequency at is what you will see in your reality. Yeah. And I said it earlier. I mean, I see such a big difference in my day. If I miss my meditation, I don't like to, you know, and it's interesting that you said that I've tried doing it right when I wake up or doing it after I work out. And what I've found is that it's, I get better meditations after I work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty that's cool. Why, yeah. That's why when we met, we, most of the meditations were after a workout. Yeah. Yeah. So Another thing that I want to talk about is four ideas we have wrong about meditation. That's something you posted about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an article that? I wrote um, for Thrive Global. Mm. And the four, uh, what I see the most as a meditation teacher, the first, first, first one is always, you know, my mind's too busy. I can't clear my mind. Ah. Misconception, throw it out the window. Asking your mind to stop thinking is like asking your heart to stop beating. You don't mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> your mind is designed to think and the the thing is direct your thoughts direct it towards gratitude direct it towards you know whatever you're manifesting whatever you're dreaming of see those visualizations use your thoughts don't let your thoughts use, use you meditation is teaching you that you can redirect your thoughts and it translates into your life because then you're able to focus more so you don't have to clear your thoughts thoughts are going to happen Use your thoughts in your meditation. Use your thoughts. You're not going to clear your mind. So just, I always say to everyone, just like throw that myth out the window. Yeah. Um, there's, there's other ones off the top of my head, but that literally is the biggest gift I can give everyone. That's I think is the top myth. And as soon as you take that one out, the rest of them seem to fall away as well. I agree. I think that's the one that helped me the most because I, I think most of us as human beings today have a tendency to be ADD, right? Just because we have so much stimulation. And for me, that was the biggest thing that helped was to know like, no, you don't have to clear your mind. And then what I've learned, and maybe you could talk a little bit more about it, is that when my mind starts to go in a direction, I just get focused back on my breathing and it helps me come back to center. Right? Yeah. And that is the meditation. That is saying, oh, I saw you drift. We're coming back here though. We're meditating now. And that well, that's exactly why you found yourself to be able to focus more in your like waking life, real life, you know, actions is because you've already trained your mind. So when you start to notice like you're drifting, all of a sudden you're on Instagram, you're like, wait, I was writing an email and you're able to shift it faster. That's why the top people meditate because they know it's the best way to get yourself to focus and have clarity. Yeah. Meditation you clarity so many people in this world don't know what they want they don't know what their dreams are they don't know what the next action is maybe they do know what they want but they don't know how to go about it meditation gives you clarity which i think is is so important and so uh if i could give any everybody clarity on their dreams and directions that's the gift i would give everybody it's so important so before we we have you do a demonstration because i don't want to keep you too long i mean i could we could talk about this for a long time but So talk about visualization, because we hear a lot, especially in today's day, like meditation, visualize. That's the one area where I've struggled is with visualization more than meditation. I know some of my guy friends say the same thing. And if they do it, and, and, and I want you to comment on this, is they see themselves as they're watching a movie instead of seeing it through their own eyes. As I understand, when you visualize, you have to see it through your eyes and not as if you're in a movie. Is that true? Uh, I think both work. I think mm. the optimal way is through your own eyes because now you're associating it. And when you're watching a movie, you're a little disassociated. So your mind doesn't know that's you, your mind. And especially because when we watch a movie, it's not us usually, right? Like how many movies have you been in? I haven't been in many. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when it's through your own eyes, then you're, you're telling your subconscious mind, this is, this is my life. And your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what isn't, especially the more and more you 
vividly imagine. So the tips for visualization is one, um, make the colors of what you're visualizing extremely bright and vivid. Mm. Two, what are the textures, right? So if you're imagining yourself, you know, in a, uh, you know, you want to sail the world on a sailboat. Okay, what is what is the texture of that sail? What is the texture of that steering wheel? What is the texture of the wood? You know, seeing everything, seeing details. Details is where the magic happens. The last thing and the most important is how you feel. Mm. So often I tell people, I help people get clear on their visions. And yes, paint it out, draw the picture, make it awesome, but also make it open to more, something better than what your imagination has and focus more on the feeling of it because that's what matters so much more translates so much more than words or um yes it's the feeling because that ultimately is what you're after you know it doesn't matter if you have a sailboat it matters that you have that freedom that's what you're looking for so tap into the feeling of that that carries more weight i love that and it's would you say that visualization it's it's like anything it's like building a muscle the more you do it the better you get at it would you agree absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah I just love your spirit. It just pours out of you. It's so awesome. Um, So let's, if you don't mind, let's, uh, let's, let's do a, let's do a little meditation. You can, so the listeners can kind of hear, you know, what, what to do and how to do it. And then we can, we can wrap this thing up. Cool. We'll do a quick dip. It'll be super short and you guys are going to love this. I promise. So wherever you are, if you're able to, Please join us in this meditation. And we'll begin by just softly closing our eyes, gently closing your eyes. And of course, we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose, inhaling, deep breath, exhaling it all the way out through your mouth. And even bringing your mindfulness to hearing your breath, making it a deep breath. Inhaling in through your nose. Exhaling it out through your mouth. One more deep breath. Inhaling in through the nose. Opening up the mouth. Exhaling it all the way out. And continue to just take your own deep breaths. Whatever comes naturally to you, but a little bit deeper than normal. Allowing yourself to go inward, to tap into your breath. And we'll begin to open ourselves up into a meditation. And this will be a mindfulness, gratitude meditation. So opening yourself into meditation will bring all of your awareness, bring all of your awareness, your focus, your intention, bring it over to the side of your face to where your ears are. Sending a breath to your ears. And wherever you are, I want you to pick up the smallest, tiniest sound you can hear right now. Maybe you can hear your own breath. Maybe you can hear someone in the room next to you. Maybe you can hear just the subtle sounds of the house. Connecting with this sense of hearing.
And through your breath, send a breath to your ears with a sense of gratitude. Thanking your ears for always being on, always allowing you to hear the different sounds that this world makes. And allowing yourself to feel grateful for this beautiful, miraculous gift you have of hearing sounds happening that allow the sound waves to travel through the air, meet your ear, and your ear is able to hear all of these different sounds. Even if they're so subtle, you are able to hear. What a gift. And sending one more breath to your ears, thanking them, thanking this gift of hearing. And we'll start to bring your awareness, bring your attention, all of your mindfulness to your eyes. Just sensing where on your body your eyes live. Sending a breath to your eyes, allowing your eyebrows to drop, allowing your eyes to feel relaxed. And although your eyes are closed, sending gratitude to your eyes, thanking them for allowing you to see loved ones, colors, nature. And giving them this short time of rest, knowing that right now they're closed, they're resting, but thanking them for always being able to show you the beauty of this world. What a gift to be able to see. And sending a breath to your eyes. And lastly, we'll connect with this beautiful sense of touch. And allowing yourself to just feel the temperature of the room you're in, starting to feel the space around you, that temperature it's holding. And allowing yourself to Feel bringing all of your mindfulness, all of your attention to the subtle weight of the clothes you're wearing, touching your body so slightly, bringing all of your mindfulness to this subtle sense of touch, your clothes gently on your skin. and sending a breath to your whole body. This beautiful gift of touch, this beautiful sense of touch. And on the count of three, you'll activate these three things. So you'll hear what you're hearing. You'll see whatever it is you're seeing. Maybe you wanna bring a loved one up in your mind's eye. And you'll feel whatever it is that you can feel right now on the count of three, igniting these three senses. One, two, three. Hearing what you're hearing, feeling what you're feeling, seeing whatever it is you want to see. Thanking these senses. Feeling grateful for these senses. What a miracle you are. And knowing you've only tapped into three of your capabilities, three of your senses, three of your natural gifts. There's hundred more, there's million more. And just thanking yourself, feeling grateful for all that you are capable of. And we'll take three deep breaths. Inhaling in through the nose. 
Exhaling it all the way out, letting it go. Inhaling in through the nose, deep breath in. Opening up the mouth, exhaling it out. Last one, making it the deepest breath yet. Inhaling all the way in through the nose. Opening up the mouth, exhaling it all the way out. And taking all the time you need, feeling so grateful for this mini meditation. You did it. You have access to this at any time. And starting to gently bring your awareness back into the room you're in. Knowing you have all the time in the world to eventually feel when it's right. To blink your eyes open. Maybe bring a smile to your face. You did it. You meditated. <laughs> that was amazing. Wasn't it? <laughs> I feel so relaxed now. Mm -hmm. Meditation is like the best massage you've ever had. <laughs> it is. And it's cheaper too. <laughs> yes. Much, much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your gift because you truly have a gift. And thank you for sharing it with me and my listeners. Um, so I just want to ask you really just one more question. It, well, two. So first of all, where can my listeners find you? Meaning yeah, your social, yeah. your, your, you know, all of your, your stuff. Of course. So I am such a people person. So if you vibed with anything I said, if you wanted, you were like, oh, I want to tell her about this other experience or I, I understood that or you have questions. I'm literally a people person and I can talk about this all day. I do talk about this all day, every day. Best place to reach out to me is my Instagram and my handle is at it's Monica Adams. So I-T-S Monica Adams, Monica spelled with a C. And please slide into my DMs, full permission. Let's jam. Let's get to know each other. And you can find all of my work through that Instagram page. And um, I'll also say, actually, I have a meditation studio. We've gone virtual because of the time we're in. Any of your listeners who want to experience a virtual meditation, first one is completely on me. So just you could go to MontclairZenStudio.com. You'll see it right there. Put in your email. You'll get a free code. Come schedule a virtual meditation or reach out to me on Instagram. I'm happy to set you up with one. But yes, come meditate with me completely free on the house for your listeners. Um, I can't wait to get to know whoever's listening on the other side of this conversation. That's so cool. And I'll make sure I put all of your contact information, the studio, everything in the show notes so they know where to find you. All right. I hate to wrap this one up because I love your energy so much. It's just so much fun to be with you. But what is the mark you want to have on the world? The mark I will have on this world is how to align your head with your heart. Both are important. And to remember that you are so powerful. And any change you want to see in the world, anything you want to happen begins with you. You are the way and the fastest, easiest way I know that you can be that change, to be that way, to shift anything you want to shift is to start with you and to tap into your heart. And then once you get those answers, use your head to follow your heart. So that will be my impact on the world and to really just give people their power back and knowing that it lands right in between that heart and that head. I love that. Mm -hmm. You're, again, and I'll wrap up with this. First of all, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing your heart, your warmth, your love, your energy with us. I can tell you that your energy is exactly the same through this virtual interview as it is being with you face to face and the world is truly a better place with you in it thank you so much i wish i could give you a, i'm giving you a virtual hug right now and i feel the same way i'm so honored i'm so happy to jam with you on this podcast so happy to share 
everything I know with you, your audience. And uh, I, I have so much love for you too. I feel the same way about you. So thank you. I hear you. I feel the same way about you. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, guys, if you enjoyed this, make sure you like it, share it, subscribe to it. I will make sure that all of Monica's contact information is in the show notes. And remember, it all starts with a decision. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Daily Decision. If you like what you hear, please do us a favor, share it, like it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it. And remember, it all starts with a decision.